Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Glad you could stay with us through the break. Dave Hodges here, Common Sense Show, as you know, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Hey, but we need you to increase our reach exponentially because we can't do it all on our own, and we all got to put the word out because we're going to need the sound of marching feet before much longer the way things are going. And speaking of marching feet, we're going to be joined by a gentleman we're going to call Wrecker, and he knows a lot about the government, cartels, and he is a defender of our homeland. And I think you're going to really uh, be fascinated and informed by what this gentleman has to say. But first, I need to let you know who brings us this show. You need storable food in this day and age. And you know, I work with My Patriot Supply, and we have a website called preparewithdave.com. 47% off two week supply. You're going, why two weeks? Because you can bug out with it. It's restaurant quality, 25 year shelf life. But also, if you're just getting started and you go, I don't have a lot of money, okay, well, put it into food. If you can't afford to buy gold, you should be buying food. So, you want to jump into this. And we also have a four week supply. But listen to this we have every bug out device you can think of. It's fantastic. And you'll have to go to my excuse me, you'll have to go to preparewithdave.com to check out what comes with this. And both deals are over 40% off. Tremendous offer. Preparewithdave.com. We also have water filtration. And on the fourth or fifth day, what you hear from the Naval War College is that waterborne illnesses really begin to escalate. And so you'll you really won't have trouble finding standing water you'll find you'll have trouble finding drink drinkable water and so the alexa pure pro filter it doesn't claim to be able to purify every water you'll come across but it can purify most of them the research for their effectiveness and their efficacy is on the website waterwithdave.com and they're also offering at this time a 40 percent off holiday sale that's waterwithdave.com both of these products are going to save lives I hope you'll take advantage. That's preparewithdave.com and waterwithdave.com. Well, we have uh, Wrecker, and he's a defender, and he knows what the heck he's talking about. So, Wrecker, I'm glad you could join us. I really appreciate you being with us here on the Common Sense Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Always our pleasure, and uh, we've had many conversations in the past. So uh, I'm just going to tell the audience ahead of time, you're going to be amazed at what you hear. Well, it, it looks, record like we are in an era right now where there are no rules. The rule of law is gone. We have uh, so many things that could bring our country down in a moment's notice. It, it just people are upset. They're confused. They're scared. They're frightened. They're having dreams that are nightmares. They're having visions of uh, apocalyptic events. I mean, is it really that bad? Well, uh, you know, the apocalypse is one of those things that gets thrown around a lot. Uh, when we start reading Revelations, it's amazing how many words that uh, you know Jesus told John to write down are coming true. Uh, I think we're getting close to that time. You know, the Matthew twenty-four, Jesus talking about the wars and rumors of wars and the world unrest. Ah, Everything just seems to keep speeding towards that direction, and I don't think there's any stopping it. 
So let, let's get into some events. If you were to look at some of the top events that are leading this, down this path of, um, shall we say, extreme challenge, where would you start? Well, I think the, the one thing that we should start with, which would, you know, it's kind of like our baseline. I'll, we in the government, we always like to do everything off of a threat basis baseline. Um, I would have to go with the deep state. Uh, our dear brother Steve, uh, Steve Quayle, told me years ago, uh, during one of his dreams, that uh, the sins of the leaders will be made known to the public, and that the sins of the people will be made known to a righteous God. Mm-hmm. Well, you tell me within the last three years that the sins of the leaders have not been coming out left and right. You know, when Obama was in office, we all knew the guy was crooked. We all knew there was something wrong. Uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't the greatest boss to work for, uh, wasn't exactly a patriot. His wife didn't exactly like the military or law enforcement. And Trump, on the other hand, honestly, the complete opposite. Trump's a great guy. Uh, but the deep state, like what we were talking about earlier, is really throwing out everything that they have countermeasure-wise, kind of like a, we're talking about two fighters right now. You know, the American public, using Trump as our strong right hand, we just hit the deep state right in the nose in 2016. And ever since then, they have been counterpunching left and right, and I hate to say it, but, you know, if we're counting rounds and points, the American people are losing. And it's a fight that was made unfair to begin with. You know, the, the rules, the laws, the regulations, the policies, the people put into power, the agencies that were created by the deep state uh, to keep them in power, to protect them, all the business fi- financiers, the, the big bankers, the global wars, the, the cartel, the terrorism, the mafia, all these things are propped up by the deep state backed by people like George Soros and America after the deep state really being in power for like the last 50, 60 years, America finally had enough of it as a, as a whole and voted for Trump. We didn't vote a politician in. We didn't vote uh, a guy that was, you know, uh, he was a very honorable person and good Christian man. That's why we voted him in. No, honestly, we wanted a guy who was going to go in there and say, you're fired to everyone who screwed this country over. And sadly, it hasn't exactly gone our way. But one thing has definitely come to light. The deep state is no longer hiding in the shadows. They're out and about. They're dodging uh, they're dodging punches left and right, and they are counter-striking better than we're striking. And the odds are tipped to their favor. They control the media. They control the Internet. They control the energy. They control the economy. They control Wall Street. They control the military. As an American population, what do we control anymore besides our day-by-day life? That's a question that we have to start answering. Have we really usurped our own authority as we the people and given it over to a 
class who calls himself an elite class of people only because they've made laws and lobbyists have paid them enough to be that class. But have we really usurped our own authority that the founders in the Constitution gave us? And, you know, there's, there's been talks lately of civil war. Ever since Obama was in, he talked of civil war. Um, I, would, I would dare say this. It would be a very bad day for anyone thinking that a million or two million people could grab their guns and could go to Washington, D.C. and have a civilian arrest of the uh, Congress or Senate or overthrow the, the deep state Democrats and rhino Republicans. It would never happen. Too many mm -hmm. people are dependent on working every day. There's too many single-income families. Uh, most people can't afford that many nights in Washington, D.C., which is like $239 a night to place the hotel. Uh, you know, you're going to have police barricades. We're going to know you're coming. The military will be spun up. There'll be roadblocks. There'll be checkpoints. And there will be enough gas and riot police and barricades to block off a million people because the average good American with the good intent of grabbing their rifle and saying we've had enough, we're taking our country back, which I am fully in support of, it will not go kinetic on our side. But it's who does the deep state infiltrate into that side to make that first shot for it to go kinetic? Just imagine, Dave, we're coming into election season if they impeach Trump, which I don't think is going to happen, I don't think they have enough on it. I think they're going to go for plan B or C or D. Uh, but if they were able to out Trump, this country would tear itself apart. I would be scared to death if I was a Democratic politician and this country actually went to civil war. Because you, you went against the entire American population. Now... And, you know, this is what I keep telling myself. Don't they know this is going to happen? Don't they understand the consequences of their decisions? They're going to be in danger. Their families will be in danger. They're never, never going to live a peaceful life. Probably most of the people that are on their protection detail voted for Trump. What are these people thinking? So in my mind, I can only assume laying out the risk scenario here, they have something in plan. They either have an agreement with somebody or somebody came to them and say, we will back you if you do this. We will whisk you away. We will protect you and your family. Just get Trump out. And, uh, you know, the media is all about it. You know, it, every day it's some, some new Trump is um, he's going insane. They'll use the 25th Amendment, or he's a liar, or the Russia probe, uh, the Ukrainian scandal, which isn't it funny, Dave, how the Ukrainian scandal has just unveiled how dumb the Democrats are. I mean, just completely stupid. I, I can't believe these people have been elected to anything. I don't think they're as dumb 
as they are just disrespectful the rule of law. I mean, secret proceedings, no lawyers present, can't have the other side there, discovery done in secret, one-sidedly, evidence tampering certainly is suspected, and I think we see evidence for it, coached witnesses. I'll give you an example. They had Ambassador Taylor on, and I don't know, Wrecker, if you know this about me or not, my background, stat, research, but psych and so specific to this. And I used to teach body language. I know body language pretty well. And I'm watching the man for about 30 minutes. I didn't watch his entire testimony. But he did what was called minimalization. He was being asked leading questions, which a judge would never allow, and trying to form a conclusion on the question. The conclusion would always be Trump's guilty, Trump's wrong, that kind of thing. And three times in 30 minutes, he said, well, I can only testify as to what I saw or or heard or whatever. And he said, and then he would turn around and he would repeat almost word for word the allegation made after he minimalized it. Minimalization, what it does, it says, I'm going to be more credible than your question. And I'm not going to go where you want me to go on your question. And then he repeats the verbiage of the question. And he did it not once, not twice, three times. And that's a coached event. The other thing I saw was that he had a subordinate sitting down three chairs from him. And he'd be asked a hard question. And I would say, oh, man, they actually asked him a good question. He'd look down at a subordinate. And I'll tell you what, had I been a Republican sitting there, I'd say, don't look at him. Look at the guy that's talking to you and asking the question. Why are you looking for cues from him if you're telling the truth? So, I, And then I saw the looking away, the lack of eye contact when he started to speak on the tough subjects. The man was lying through his teeth. Sorry for the long-winded explanation, but he was lying through his teeth. Yeah, well, I mean, who was the last guy, the uh, the light colonel? Uh, Vindman? Yeah, Vindman, the yeah. The guy who's actually, he's actually a Ukrainian? Yes, he is, yep. Um, you can't make this up anymore. And this is this is a astonishing thing. And, you know, I've worked for the federal government for quite a long time. Well, I've worked for the federal government since I was 18, let's say that. Uh, but what's very interesting to me is that this man was in front of Congress and I was on the phone call. I disapproved of it in my opinions. And every time they would describe something that this man had, uh, an issue with, it was his opinion, just like John Bolton and his opinion, just like this ambassador and his opinion. Maybe one of these days I should run for Congress because so far a congressman has not said this yet. If I were sitting in Congress looking down, I would just have to tell him, wait, stop. I'd have to put my glasses down and I just have to stare at him for a second, shake my head. You Do you understand? Do you realize that no one gives a damn about your opinion? In a court of law, you need to provide evidence. In front of Congress, you need to provide evidence. Your opinion is not evidence. So, what do you have? You either have something or you don't and you're wasting the, the uh, taxpayer's time. But no one is grilling him like that. And this impeachment stuff, it, it's going to get worse, Dave. You know it's going to get worse. They're just they're stalling for 2020 for the election cycle to start. 
And that way they can continue this charade all the way up until it's November and it's time to vote. And they got to make sure that the American population knows just how bad uh, the orange man is and to not vote for him. And it's probably because they want Queen Hillary to come back and run again. Uh, but one thing I do find funny, now that all this impeachment stuff is going on, isn't it amazing how all the mass shootings stopped? I never made the connection. How do you think the two are correlated? Well, it's, it's, it's something in law enforcement we've joked about for years. Every time the Democrats get in trouble, a mass shooter happens or a terrorist attack happens. Every single time. I think even... Yeah, that's um, true. I, I know that. I think even even back towards uh, 9-11. Uh, so, you know, these, these things are constantly happening. The Democrats get a choke point, uh, distraction device, mass shooter at a high school. You know, that's why a lot of us, you know, we can't put it in reports, but we definitely talk about it around the water cooler that a lot of these guys, I think, are activated. A lot of these active shooters, they're, they're activated. Uh, but, you know, I, I could spin off into a rabbit hole on that one. No, no, no let, let, let me take you there. I just uh, had dinner with a couple of guys uh, sponsoring a UFO conference, uh, and um, we talked about Nick Begich and his discovery of the patent for voice-to-skull technology, and Nick demonstrated it to the European Parliament in 1997 when he put voices inside the heads of Parliament members. Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. That's the the small vibrations that hit the uh, the inner bone of the ear. Yeah, uh, you, know, you can drive people crazy with that. Uh, it's it's, a, it's also a tactic that they use uh, CIA uses, and when I did interrogation stuff like that in the military, we we would use tactics like that, and they are very effective. You mm-hmm. can do them sometimes from a, a decent distance away if it's magnified enough. Uh, but you know. I think what's interesting is when you dive into the whole active shooter thing and you start looking at people's history, mainstream media, I'm sorry I bring it up so much. I have such an issue with with mainstream, mainstream media. That makes two of Uh, us, my friend. (laughs) Well, I mean, immediately, it's a white guy. He's got a a weapon of mass destruction. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's probably a white winger, and he's a Christian, and then come to find out, just like the El Paso shooter, uh, when me and you were talking back and forth after that shooting happened, no, the guy's a crazy leftist, just like the Garlic Festival. He's another crazy leftist. You know, uh, there, there's, a, there's a correlation that happens amongst all these active shooters, and, uh, you know, they they all pledge their allegiance to something, to some sort of ideology. They're on some sort of psychotropic drug. True. So Prozac, they're, usually. You know, they're, yeah, they're, the chemicals in their brain are just, you know, it's a, it's a mixing station. So they're just constantly in the wrong state of mind, and they're constantly uh, just bouncing off the walls. But the other thing is, is there's trigger events. And the CIA released this, what was it, the 50s or 60s with the flickering of the... Uh, the light with the TV. Yeah, it caused all those uh, epileptic seizures in Japan when they experimented with it on a cartoon. Right. So, I mean, you know, the American public is really only guilty of a few things. 
Uh, one of those is blatant ignorance. The other one is complacency. Uh, you know, we could go down the line for all the others, but blatant ignorance and complacency. The American people are blatantly ignorant. And it's because they would rather follow sports or they would rather go to the movies or any sort of bread and circus uh, entertainment instead of actually researching. Uh, you know, if people understood the complexities behind the, you know, Air Force owning the West, uh, owning the weather 2020, or uh, ARP, or if they understood Project Monarch, uh, you know, if anyone ever actually got into the depths of why did um, was it Operation Northwood, why was that created by the Pentagon? But a lot of a lot of people don't know where to research. Uh, one of the, the few bastions that's been out there has actually been InfoWars, as crazy as Alex Jones is. Uh, you know, the, the man's a wealth of knowledge of conspiracy theories. And the conspiracy theories that he knows of are government operations. A lot of them I happen to know of. And because the American people are so ignorant to even get on this amazing little computer we carry around in our pockets, giving us a small amount of radiation, uh, they don't understand what the deep state is doing or what they're planning in the future. No one understands or even at this point believes FEMA camps exist. I'll be the first one to tell you, they do exist. I've ran two of them before. They absolutely do exist. And when Obama was in power still, and we had the kids coming across the border with the train, yep, we had two of them in the Northeast. I won't give you any other uh, clue as to where it at, but those kids definitely came up to the Northeast when we were dispersed throughout the country to miss. Uh, well, you, know, you, you can't talk about the content, is that right? Yeah, I can't. I can't fully go into it. I'll just say that you know they did come in through the Northeast, um, but the, the government corruption is just it's it's so egregious, it's laughable at this point. Like <laughs> uh, Epstein didn't kill himself has become a living meme, and I think it's funny, it's clever, because at the same time that I believe he was Arkansided, like so many others. Uh, we've now made it a joke. So people are quickly starting to forget the seriousness of it. Not everybody. Uh, but it, I mean, you, it's printed all over a beer can. I can't remember what company it was. I about laughed myself out of my seat. Uh, it's all over the internet. People have come on mainstream media, said Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, but we know for a fact that Hillary Clinton and her cronies have a track record of doing this. So once again, let's, let's segue about the deep state. The deep state has a track record, a proven historical track record of screwing over the American people, selling away our freedoms and rights, and promising a dystopian future for America. What can we do, Dave, at this point in time, besides get on our feet and vote for Trump again? And you and I have already had that conversation where we think that may go. What else can the American people do? 
we have, for the most part, usurped our authority as we the people. You know, now, uh, the Supreme Court said that it's okay for you to sue the gun manufacturers out of business again. You know, why now? Why wasn't that effective 10 years ago? If that was such an issue, why is it right now? Right when Beto O'Rourke, or I like to call him Francis, uh, you know, let's take your guns. Everyone wants to take the guns. And then they had HR 1296, get the house. Hey, let's take the gun. Every semi-automatic gun that can help us overthrow a tyrannical government. Make sure you take those away first. You know, eventually Americans are going to sit around one day and they're going to realize, damn, we probably should have got up and done more than just complain. Well, I think you're right, but here's the problem. In America today, it's my considered belief that we will not act collectively until parents can't put food in their kid's stomach or shoes on their feet. I think things have to be woefully desperate, and I'm afraid by the time that awareness comes, it'll be too late. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, America's plagued with tribalism. Not not necessarily that it's a bad thing. It's just a it's a human thing. You know, everyone is tribal. Uh, we in the South don't like y'all in the North. Uh, you know, that's 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 always been an old adage. If you live above the Mason Dixon line, we can't be friends. Or if you're a you know, you're a Yankees fan and I'm a Rangers fan, uh, fan we can't be friends. Uh, America will always split itself especially nowadays with politics and the into tribalism which is growing for me i've seen growing faster and faster having friends uh relatives people that i work with when they told me that you know ah, we're, we're voting for hillary you're doing what how can you logically explain to me why Hillary Clinton needs to be the president. I know. And then, oh, and then, oh, by the way, yeah, Putin was going to have a first strike nuclear hit on D.C. if Hillary became the president. That's right. You know, and people don't want to believe that, but that is true, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, she said it for a year. We are going to war with Russia. We're going to own the sky. We are going to... Uh, we're not going to let the pipeline go through. We're going to make sure that Saudi keeps that money so that they keep our petrol dollar up and going. And the other thing was, just like Saddam, just like Gaddafi, it was really more about a gold-backed dinar and them backing their own currency instead of going with the petrol dollar. You know, but if you start getting into the weeds politically about all this, it just goes to show you how tied in closely the deep state is. And for the American people, just to understand, the deep state is real. It's very real. It's the reason why, pardon my French, we can't get shit done. America is just sitting on our hands, getting punched in the face, and we're just like, yep, eventually I'm going to be smart enough to take one hand out from underneath my rear end and hit back. But the deep state keeps us tied down all the time. You know, we know where a lot of these bad guys are. 
we know what to put in place to stop a lot of the waves of the immigration. Uh, I've, I've explained to you my thesis on how I think the best way to approach Mexico with a cartel. Uh, Why don't you share I, that with our audience? Well, currently, uh, it's being discussed with military intervention. Uh, we, we've we been laughing at this for years, saying, I don't know why we don't just invade Mexico. Pull our guys out of Iraq, pull us out of Afghanistan. I hated both those places. I didn't like them. And it was just a war for oil, as usual. Uh, but it was a good place for us to train. I will say that. I'll, I'll let you think about that one. Um, but the real threat was our southern border. I mean, most people don't understand. The Border Patrol checkpoints, the Customs and Border Patrol uh, entry ports that you leave to go into Mexico, come from Mexico, come into the United States, is not operationally set up for a large-scale ambush from heavy-caliber machine guns or rocket-propelled grenades uh, or, a, you know, a, a up-armored uh, semi-truck or dump truck used as a vehicle explosive device. They're not set up for that. It's very administrative. There's a telephone booth, and there's a guy who hates his job for half the day standing in it saying, hey, welcome to America, I see your ID, what are you doing here, who do you know, asking the regular question. Um, but they're not set up for a actual attack. The cartel, right there across from Laredo, are patrolling the border where the military for Mexico should be patrolling. They're in place with their technicals, with 50 caliber machine guns and with steel plated dump trucks, go Google, just use, use Google, look up cartel, um, military trucks or cartel up armored trucks. They look like a video game truck. I, I don't remember the video game it was. They, they, <laughs> it's comical. They'll pick a dump truck and they'll chain concrete culverts to the front of it and then steel plate weld all around this truck, make it into a, a gigantic tank, and they're patrolling the cities where the police are either paid off or too afraid to even come to work. Mexico is a failed state, people. It's been a failed state. It will always be a failed state. There is no fixing Mexico. I have a lot of friends who are Mexican-American. They tell me how bad it really is. Another thing, the cartels are probably the world's biggest satanic army. I couldn't tell you how many reports I have or how many reports I've read or reviewed of people having their heads ritually cut off being ritually cannibalized, having their hearts ritually uh, cut out of them. And I'm talking about kids. I'm talking about children. Not just, you know, a 20-year-old or an 18-year-old. I mean all the way down to babies. And this is an everyday affair. And 
the cartels worship the Grim Reaper. I can't remember their, their little name, uh, but they, they worship death. Right, that's satanic. If you, if you do not worship Jesus Christ, it's satanic. I hate to burst everybody's bubble on that one. But this is the world's probably big, much more, much more dangerous, much larger than ISIS, much more organized. And by the way, they have infiltrated every facet of the Mexican government and are all the way up to Washington, D.C. Cartels in every state. They are in every little town. You wouldn't think cartel was there. Cartel is there. You know, we, we come across them every now and then. War uh, of Mexico is a battleground. The cities right across from uh, Laredo are battlegrounds. And now that El Chapo's sons are out and free, the Sinaloa cartel, it's making a comeback. They're, they want their territory back. They want those trade routes, the Silk Road for the cartel to bring the fentanyl in from China who also funds probably most of the cartels who I wouldn't doubt also help them get most of their arms most of their arms most of their ammo uh, typically in America the way it works is guns and ammo go south drugs and people come north that's, that's normally the, the trade route for the cartels but They've opened up avenues all over the world. Russia works with the cartels. That should make everyone feel better. China works with them. They've been sneaking in the Iranians for years. They've been sneaking in Al-Qaeda. Uh, they've been sneaking in the Taliban. They've been sneaking in ISIS fighters. We, we have found many paraphernalia of ISIS fighters, especially near a mosque in Texas uh, and along the southern border. Uh, you know, there are, there are areas that we watch where there is an extremely large encampment of people from the Middle East in Mexico for no reason, like if they're Bedouins. That typically does not happen in Mexico. But they're there, and we're watching them, and we're just waiting to see what happens. But if, <laughs> let's just say if the lights went out in America, if there was a catastrophic infrastructure down, whole grid x actually became a live mission you're you're familiar with grid x uh dave let's say that mission went live and mexico via the cartels wants their territory back they will go unimpeded for a couple hundred miles into the southwest border and no one's going to stop them no one will stop them i mean the police don't normally carry military equipment but we will be going against a military force. The cartel is a legitimate military. They just don't wear a uniform, but they have everything our military has. They have night vision devices. They have satellite uh, radios. They have a way to track our encrypted radios and listen in on us, and that's very interesting. Uh, gives me a lot of faith in my equipment. You know, most of your law enforcement officers are supplied with small arms. They have an AR-15 or an M4. Uh, they have a shotgun, and they have a pistol. That's about it. 
what are you going to do against a steel plates molded around a dump truck and a guy with a mounted, uh, you know, 240 Golf or 240 Bravo or a, uh, a 50 Cal screaming at you? There's nothing you can do. It, it would destroy all the, way up and, all the way up as far as they can go until the military is finally activated. And I think one of the things, Dave, and you've said this before, is that they're trying to bait Trump to go to Mexico, which will be an international incident. Because if we're not wanted there, like we're not wanted in all the other countries, I think we're up to 400 bases around the world right now. Uh, you know, they've been speaking in the United Nations about the threat of American imperialism. And I remember a couple years ago, I actually kind of, I kind of just openly spoke about if I were trying to bait the world into attacking the United States, I would tell them that the United States has told us for 20 years that the true threat around the world is Islamic extremism. And it is a threat. I think the cartels are more of a threat because they're not a thousand miles away. They're right there against our border or in our cities. But I would tell them I think the real threat now is American imperialism who's taken over the economy, especially the petrol dollar. They hold the world hostage with their military. As soon as you want to get off the petrol dollar, magical, an ISIS attack happens inside your country. Oh, time for America to come there and give you some freedom. It's not a, a far stone's throw away to put the signs together that the world is coming against the United States and our own elected officials are opening the door. They're unlocking the bolt lock. They're ready for it. I think it's time that America wakes up and starts getting ready. I'll give it back to you, Dave. How how do Americans get ready? I think it's an excellent point. Excuse me as I sniffle with my cold or allergies there, but how, how do we muster this effort? What's the process? Well, me and good old brother Bob Griswold talked about this. Uh, Bob's one of my favorite people to talk to when it comes to prepping. As you call him, King Prepper. Bob That's right. is a wealth <laughs> Bob is a wealth of knowledge. Yes. Uh you know, you have to think about it. Every every band of people, every home will be a small Ford operating base. You're going to be having to do day patrols and night patrols. You're going to have to have a day watch and a night watch. You're going to end up at some point having to have a reconnaissance team go out. And then a presence patrol to let people know you're in the area. Unless you go completely gray man because you're single. And in that case, go be a spider and live in your hole. I hope you last for a long time. But people will eventually, as they always do, yeah. they will gravitate to colonies. It'll be a, a small band of like-minded individuals. We'll call this tribalism again. A small band of like-minded individuals. And they'll say, okay, these are our strengths and these are our weaknesses. How do we communicate? What do we have for common? We got walkie-talkie. Well, great. That's a line-of-sight radio. So as the moment I put me in a large building in front of it, we can no longer talk. 
or you have some more higher powered shortwave radios like Motorola. Uh, the XTS is what I typically use. Uh, or, you know, you actually, uh, cell phones are working still. Pray to God that happens. Uh, you, you have to have the command and control. You have to be able to talk to home base and you have to be able to talk to other bases. If you set up a colony, you got to be able to speak to people. Otherwise, you're going to have to have runners. And that could be a little slow. May end up going in that direction anyways. If it's an EMP, who knows? Freaking everything's on the table at that sure. point. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But you, yeah, but you got to have your command and control. you got to be able to talk to people. The next thing you got to be able to have, you got to be able to defend where you're at. You gotta have training. You gotta have the adequate weapons. You gotta be able to know how to use them. You gotta know how to maintain them. There's a lot of skills people should have learned years ago. Honestly, on the ratio of learning skills, I would tell people if this is your first chance listening to this, it's a mad sprint for you to start learning. And you better start learning fast. You need to know how to use a gun. You need to know how to maintain that gun. And you need to know when to use it and when not to use it. The problem when all this occurs is morality is going to be very flexible for some people. You will have people who will not have the same mindset as you. And they will be okay with killing an innocent person. And this is going to be someone who potentially is in your group. So how do you deal with that? So at some point in time, you got to have your own little council because you're going to deal with internal conflict. Everyone's always afraid of the zombie horde attacking or or the uh, you know the Mongols coming down the street and you're having your epic firefight of your life. But people don't consider the enemy from within. So you need to have a plan for that. You of course got to have food. You got to have water. You got to have a way to not only maintain that water and keep it fresh and pure in large containers with your chlorine tabs and pH tests, but you also got to be able to uh, purify it. I have big, I have a big Berkey, uh, which is a fantastic contraption. Uh, they're not cheap. You know, preparation is not cheap. You can go to a Dollar General and you can buy a tremendous amount of food. That will give you calories, but it's not good calories. And you got to have an adequate amount of protein. If you're the guy who's going to be in the field, planting the field, plowing the field, taking care of the, the cattle, you know, hunting and chopping the firewood, you need at least a two to 3,000 calorie diet, a high protein diet at that. If you're the guy who let's say you kind of do something like I do where you're mainly walking around with a plate carrier and a gun you're going to be having an even higher calorie diet and when you you know when it comes to buying this uh, stored food if you don't have good quality food for one thing if it doesn't taste good it's going to be a demoralizer and being motivated is going to be one of the main factors that keeps people together mentally. Because once everything goes off course, 
what people can't check their Twitter account for five minutes. Uh, you know, the moment they become unmotivated, bad things are going to start happening. Bad thoughts are going to enter those minds. So you got to have your command and control. You got to be able to have guns, know how to use them. Got to have your food. Got to have your water. Got to have your medical. You need to know what to do, people, if you get hurt. You need to know how to lay stitches on yourself. You need to know what I need to do to stabilize a fracture or a compound fracture or a laceration or a puncture wound. You can go on YouTube and actually watch medics and EMS train people through YouTube of how to deal with these certain medical situations. You also got to have the proper medical supplies, not just if you get the sniffles, but if you get an actual infection, you got to have the stuff to take care of that. I love silver wound gel. Uh, me and my wife, we use myrrh and frankincense. Uh, we use a lot of essential oils. I know some people think it's kind of hokey. Works for thousands of years. It still works today. Uh, Another thing that I like to have is I like to have dogs. I like to have dogs because that is my communication device. That is my alarm. If people are coming onto my property, I have a built-in alarm that is going to let everybody know to include that person that someone's coming over here. You know, you gotta be able to defend where you're at. You gotta be able to deny any sort of attack. You gotta be able to delay that attack at the last, very last moment, you got to defend the castle. So, you also got to have a mindset to be a survivor. Uh, do you think America is at that point of being in that mindset now, Dave? No, not at all. And um, that's what I wanted to ask you. With all that's going on, could we descend into hell on earth pretty quickly in this country? What's your opinion on that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've, I've worked in a lot of big cities across America. And I promise you right now, people seem to think that the folks that live out in the rural areas have all the food. Uh, they may have food on the hoof, but for the most part, having you know, just this large abundance of food it's, it's not there. And more than likely what's going to end up happening. And this is just stipulation from knowledge that I am aware of. Let's just say, if the power went out, what do you do and you live in a high-rise apartment? Are you overweight? Can you even get downstairs? Do you have the food supplies and the water supplies and the ability to dispose of human waste in a high-rise apartment? Depends. It really depends. I know in Haiti, they just throw it out the window. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's, it's disgusting. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's the person that I always consider who would be in the worst case scenario, the little old lady in the high-rise apartment and her family visits her once a month and she gets a social security check. What does that person listening to us right now do? I'll tell you what you do. 
you make sure you have a heater with propane bottles and thick blanket, wool socks, the ability to keep yourself warm. You need to also have the ability to purify water and to cook food on because if the power goes out and you've been living off of a microwave or off of your electric stove, what do you do from here? So you gotta have the ability to not just have this stored food, which is an amazing gift. You gotta be able to cook it. Also, it needs to taste good. <laughs> it's me personally. If you've ever ate any of this stuff, like what I had to in the military or you know, past time working for the government, not all of it is that great. You know, a lot of it requires a heavy dose of hot sauce of some kind just to make it edible. So, you know, gotta be able to taste good. But what about the person who isn't the little old lady sitting in the high-rise apartment? What about the people who are down on the ground in the street gang? What do they do? Well, after three to four days of law enforcement running wild, not getting, knowing that, hey, I'm getting a lot of overtime. This is going to be amazing. This next paycheck, I'm going to get that cool boat I've always wanted. Well, about day three, when you run out of water and you run out of food, the cops, the firefighters, EMS, they're not going to come anymore. They're going to start thinking, it's time to get out of Dodge. And trust me, there's a buddy system here. Cops, firefighters, us first responders, we will network and work together to get ourselves out of the hot spot. But what about the average American? You need to have that colony already established. You need to have that same group of like-minded individuals that when this event happens, which like me and you have talked about for months now, I think it's going to be an event-driven uh, scenario. I agree. That I you, totally you got to be able to, yeah, you got to be able to get out of the X. Meet up here, bring your supplies, bring your whatever you have. We're heading to our next bug out spot. But Look, the car, the wrecker, the I, need to th I need to throw this in here, and I apologize. We're just getting rolling, and we've got, oh, yeah, we've got 30 seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Here's what I want to do. Okay. We've kind of raised awareness what you got to begin to do to get ready for what's coming to the homeland. And I think this is really good advice. But we're not done. Are you willing to come on here in a few days and do a part two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very I mean, generous. Uh, unfortunately, there, there really is no... Uh, it would take us probably months to sit down on a chalkboard and write down every scenario oh, I know. and the pros. I know, I know from our discussions. <laughs> but listen, yeah. my friend, we are flat out of time, and I got to scoot. But I'll, I'll be in touch with you. We're going to send up a part, set up a part two, that's going to continue, and how we learn how to deal with the faltering homeland as it's unfolding here in America. Wrecker, thanks so much for joining us and keep up the great work. Thanks, Dave.